Hello, gorgeous. This episode is brought to you by my Heal Your Money Beliefs workbook and training. Now, this training was originally recorded inside of my Revolutionary Empire Builders membership, and I am bringing it to you for free because the training and the workbook is so powerful, and it truly is my mission to help more good-hearted, mission-minded, soul-led, purpose-driven leaders make more money and make more impact. And my revolutionaries inside of that program said that this book was a game changer for them. And so I wanted to bring this out to you to help you through this time of uncertainty. If you're feeling funky about money or where your money is coming from, I wanted to bring this to you so that we can all heal our money beliefs together and rise and champion each other. So make sure you grab it in the description below and download it and then watch the training. It's about an hour long. And because like I said, it was originally recorded inside of my Revolutionary Empire Builders and we kind of go long on those. Um, but it's it's so powerful and it will be a massive game changer for you as well. And I cannot wait to hear how it serves you in shifting your money mindset as well because this is basically everything I lay on the table as to how I shifted mine from being broke and in debt to now closing $18,000 clients with ease and loving my business and being able to travel all over the world with my family. And it is truly a blessing and I am nothing special. And through doing this work, this is what how I was able to transform my money mindset and recover from an eating disorder as well crazy. Like it's super powerful. So I'm excited to hear how it serves you. Download it below. Thanks so much and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Princess and the Bee podcast, the place to be to build your empire as queen of your body, business, and life. I'm your host, Kimberly Spencer, founder of crownyourself.com. And I'm an award-winning coach, Amazon best-selling author, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. Each week, I give you the systems, strategies, and success stories to help you master your mindset, communicate with ease, and triple your productivity so you make the income and the impact you deserve. Imagine this podcast as your weekly spark of inspiration as you take it to the next level with all the bees of your life, body, business, bank account, boys, and babies. Let's make it rain. Hello, hello, my extraordinary princess in the beers. Welcome back for another hot off the press episode. As always, take an amazing, beautiful, glorious present moment to thank yourself for choosing content that uplifts and inspires and challenges and champions and and changes you because there is nothing more that I want to change than this freaking addiction that people have to the struggle. Like, what the F? You do not get extra credit bonus points for suffering. There is a mindset amongst many, many entrepreneurs and many people that I've worked with who have this perception as soon as, soon as they become entrepreneurs that they like have to have this like story of struggle and hardship and strife and thus they make it harder on themselves because of course if you're living by that story that you have to have struggle and strife and, and pain to succeed then what are you going to create in your world? You're going to create struggle and strife and pain to succeed. 
the thing is, is that that's just a story. That's just a story. One of my favorite lessons from Tony Robbins' uh, Business Mastery was the only thing preventing you from having what you want is the story as to why you don't have it. If the story is because you haven't struggled enough or suffered enough or done enough, then that's the story that's preventing you from having exactly what it is that you want. The thing is, is that you've got to want your success. You've got to want your desires. You've got to want to build your business. You've got to want that body. You've got to want to have that amazing relationship more than you want your struggle. You see, our unconscious minds, we crave more of the same. And if you look back on on one of our episodes that I did a while ago about, about the Trojan horses of your mind, like we all have the Trojan horse of safety or familiarity. And it's it's unfortunate, but this is the same Trojan horse that causes people to stay in abusive relationships because our unconscious mind craves more of the same, more of the familiar. When you know how to survive in a crappy circumstance, your brain says, I know how to survive this. I don't know how to survive ease and flow. I don't know how to survive uh, having a really fantastic support network. I don't know how to survive or thrive. I don't know if I will survive or thrive in this new healthy environment with ease and flow and beauty and fun And so our unconscious mind, which craves more of the same, creates more of the same struggle, more of the same suffering, more of the same abuse, in essence. And that creates a lot of pain for a lot of business owners. And that creates a lot of pain for a lot of people who stay in relationships when they really know they should have left. But we all know that cliche that the better the devil you know than the devil you don't, right? You see, our neurons that are firing together and wiring together, that are addicted to struggle, that are addicted to the suffering and the story of suffering and the story that we're living in, our mind is going to want more of the same. So how do we combat that? How do we change that? I like to think of life in many ways as an experiment. And as many of you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I I did not, I was not always this happy and fulfilled. (laughs) I had a few good years of of some stories of struggle and strife and beliefs of what I deserved and um, regarding success and struggle and strife. And my husband was actually my experiment, my greatest experiment of all, in, in banishing the struggle from my romantic life. Because in past relationships, I'd been in past relationships that um, had had physical abuse and emotional and that just were not, <laughs> were not conducive to the life I wanted to lead. And I forecasted, I actually told a client uh, years ago who herself was in an emotional 
emotionally and physically abusive relationship. And she ended up, she took her ex-husband back for a hot second and she sent me an email. And I remember sending her an email back and I just said, because I'm never going to tell you what you should do. You know what you should do. I don't know what you should do. You know what you should do. But I sent her an email with a question that said, this behavior that you're tolerating, that you're allowing for, if he doesn't change five years from now, 10 years from now, will you be okay with yourself that you put up with it? Will you be okay with having the same experience? Is If nothing ever changed, five, 10 years from now, when you look back on your life, Will you be happy with that decision that you made? And if you can give me a hell yes, then like rock on, girlfriend. But if you can't, then what changes could be made now? And a year later, she told me that that email changed her life. She ended up leaving her ex-husband for good and building and growing her business and becoming quite well known. And that's the thing though, is that she was addicted to that struggle. She was very familiar with how to survive in a very toxic, abusive relationship, as was I. And so when I said Spike was my experiment in completely abolishing this perception of the need to struggle and suffer, I said, well, I'm done suffering in a few different ways. One, I was done suffering by trying to be a chameleon and adapt and cut parts off of myself, not physically cutting parts off of myself, but like hiding parts of myself, maybe my weird humor, because I definitely have a quirky sense of humor, or my rebellious side or my ambitious side. Um, And I would hide those parts of myself from the men in my life. Because I was more in a, pers- in, a, in a space of lack and need for them to love me. And that's not love, for first of all. I really should have listened to Defying Gravity more. That I don't think I really could have listened to that song more. That, because that was like my jam back in 2004. Um, in 2005, I still sing it into the, in the shower to this day. But there is a line in that song that says... If that's love, it comes at much too high a cost. And it's the cost of your soul. It's the cost of your authenticity. It's the cost of who you are. And if you're not showing up fully sharing who you are, and if somebody cannot accept fully 100% who you are, then maybe they're not the right person to be in your life. The thing is, as I back then, 10 years ago, I was operating from such a place of fear, fear that I wouldn't find someone that that fear that I wouldn't be loved for fully for all of me, that I chose people from that fear who hit very low on my um, my qualifications because I had a list of 50 and um, some of the people that I chose to be with, they hit, you know, three, 10. Spiky hit 48 out of 50. <laughs> so he did pretty darn good. But the thing was, was that with Spike, I decided that I wanted to have, like, that I was going to be completely unapologetically honest. And I know this because right before I met him, 
I did not plan on meeting him. I did not plan on meeting anyone for quite some time. But right before I met him, I said this prayer that I said, God, all I want is to be 100% authentic and to travel. I want to be 100% authentic and I want to travel a lot. I want to travel a lot. I'm currently broadcasting this, recording this from the Gold Coast of Australia, which I've now been to three times, thanks with my hubby. Um, And so that's quite fun. So yes, the dream came true. And it came true because I had the courage to actually live into it. So on the night that I met my husband, I opened up with him in sharing things that I hadn't shared at that time with, with my closest girlfriends. Because I was so scared that they wouldn't love me if they had learned certain things about me, like the fact that I had eloped when I was 21 and lied to everyone and told them I was all engaged. Um, But I was addicted to the struggle and to the suffering. And so I told him that I had done that. And we had a nice long conversation about marriage and divorce and what that's like. And and so I, I decided to show up unapologetically as myself. And I continued to show up. I continued to face face that relationship. And I continue to do so to this day, eight years in, with absolute courage and authenticity to say, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm going through. This is what I want. This is what I don't. Because I'm no longer addicted to the struggle and suffering. And a lot of suffering comes from hiding yourself and who you are. Because you are hiding pieces of you because you want other people to like you and to love you. And I see this all the time in people's businesses as well, where they're doing things as they're quote unquote supposed to do or should do, but they're not fully doing it, showing up authentically 100% as themselves, which is how you attract your soulmate people in the first place. So how do you adopt? How do you change that? Well, for one, I started showing up authentically and candidly and had the courage to be candid um, and also had the respect for the other person, for my husband, uh, my boyfriend guy I was dating at the time. That would be Spike, uh, but he wasn't my husband back then. I had the courage and the respect for him to not waste his time with showing him somebody that I wasn't. I mean, maybe it was the fact that he's 19 years older than me that made me want to show up and have that greater respect, or maybe it was the story of his own suffering that he had gone through with his his divorce that made me respect him to where I was like, I don't want to put you through that struggle. I don't want to put you through that suffering. So how does that apply to business? Well, having clients that aren't soul aligned, having clients that really aren't willing to do the work, like... If you're attracting those people into your world, if you're attracting those people or people or having clients because you quote unquote need them and then they berate you in some way, hell no, I won't tolerate that. But that is coming from a lot of times an addiction to the struggle, an addiction to the perception that you need this person in order to have, do and be what it is that you want. You don't. So for one, Adopt a spirit of candor and have the courage to be candid, open, and honest and set that as the foundation for your business and as the foundation for your all of your relationships because that's what business is. It's all, it's all relationships. 
And number two, play. Play with it. Like I sent um, I sent an email, a follow-up email to a consult client who didn't enroll on the call. And I noticed that she had said that she was totally interested in, in joining one of my programs. And she was putting it off. And in our consult, we had explored that there was this habit, this pattern of her consistently putting herself last. And so I played with it. And I, in the email, I sent her a lovely little, like, fun email that just said, let's play with this, this belief. Are you doing this thing again? And she enrolled. She signed up. But it's because I chose to play with it. I didn't come at it from a place of judgment. I didn't come at it from a place of of pain. I didn't come at it from a place of need or lack. I came at it from a place of play, of like, let's play with this. Like, are you really doing this behavior again? Really? And I played with it. And bringing more play into your business. Now, that spirit of play, it does come down to the spirit in which you do things. So it's not about how you, it's not about what you do. It's about how you're doing them and who you're being when you're doing them. When I had, when I first started dating Spike, I was in a very much a spirit of play, of experimentation, um, and not in the way that you're thinking. Shut off your dirty minds. Um, I am in, a, in, the, in the space of experimentation with how I showed up and saying, okay, I'm going to play with just saying exactly what I want and exactly what I'm available for. And if that's not him, if he's not up for the challenge, if he's not up for the task, then cool. Next, he's not my person. I take the same spirit of play into the work that I do. If somebody doesn't immediately work with me uh, from a consult call um, and I, I play with them and we I send some back and forth emails and if they're not willing to play, if they're not willing to, to be up for the challenge, then cool. I know they're not my person. They'll find somebody else. Awesome. Rock on. I have a whole bevy of other coaches that I love and admire who are different and have different styles than me who may be a better fit for them. Rock on. I'll happily refer them their way. That's why I love my, my friends who are coaches. <laughs> and I, like, I'm the referral queen. Having that spirit of play, though, comes from eliminating the need, the perception that you need the other person. And this goes for both romantic relationships and for business relationships. In your romantic relationships, a lot of times where I see people get into trouble is when they have the perception that they need the other person to be complete. They need the other person to be defined as this, that, or whatever. You are enough as you are, my beautiful soul sister. You are enough as you are, or soul brother. I know there are some men who listen to this podcast and rock on with your princess and the beast selves. Love you. <laughs> Absolutely love you if you're listening to this and you're a dude. Um because the thing is, is that when you approach any relationship from that perception of need, it completely eliminates your power. And the same is true for business. And I know because I done it or did it. Freaking words. <laughs> I know because I did it. When I was first starting out my coaching business and when I was, was moving from $2,000 and $5,000 clients and then I suddenly decided that I wanted to get a $10,000 client... I created this funky energy of resistance around it because I made having a $10,000 client this like 
marker in, of success. I, I made it mean something that like, oh, if I have a $10,000 client, then that means I'm a successful coach. Then that means I'm a good coach. I made it mean all these funky things and I made up this crappy story around it, which didn't mean anything. And it was, I had to first eliminate the meaning of need, the perception. Because what happens is when you create a funky meaning around something, like, oh, I, I, if I have a $10,000 client, then I'm a successful coach. Well, then that means that in order to define myself as a successful coach or as a successful business person, that I, ha- that I need this $10,000 client. And $10,000 is a freaking arbitrary number. It's as arbitrary as 100000 It's as arbitrary as 1000 It's just a number. It's like a number on a scale. But when you give those numbers power, whether it's a number on a scale um, or the number of dollars you have in your bank account or the numbers that you have with, that you bring in with a certain client or your monthly goal numbers, whatever it is, when you give those numbers power because you make them mean something, then suddenly a lot of times what I've seen is that people attach need to that meaning and then they create suffering because they have the perception that they need that in order to be successful, happy, fulfilled, joyful, etc. Not true. That's a bullshit story. And it is that story of need that is preventing you from having the joy of the success that you already have. And I'm telling you, even if you have only a $1,000 client or only a $1,000 a month or whatever number it is, when you celebrate that, when you appreciate that, instead of it making it mean this constant need for achievements of something else, something more, yes, you can have both. Go back and listen to my um, episode on the paradox of the universe and the yes and mentality of the of the universe because you can have the the desire and the 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 hunger to grow beyond what you're making now and you can be totally secure and enough in the present moment making having doing being exactly who you are right now as well that is the paradox of the universe it is a yes and principle in improv comedy it's what sets the stage for your reality and it is the greatest way And the easiest way to eliminate suffering and this perception of struggle is by playing with that that meaning and making it mean nothing. Making it mean literally nothing. Like just playing with that meaning of saying, okay, great. If my greatest meaning in life is to actually be of service, then... Of course, I'm going to play with my client a little bit and, and um, in a loving, challenging way and point out a couple things that she is doing that is repeating an old pattern. Of course, I'm going to do that because it's from a place of service. It's not from a place of like, I need your money. Because that's immediately when you get into that funky space, that creates a lot of resistance. That creates a lot of suffering. Because then even when you get it, need creates more need. If you constantly need more, more validation, if you need more money in order to pr- prove that you're successful, in order, if you need more 
accolades, if you need more showings of your partner showing that he loves you, if you need, 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 if you need, you know, more attention, it creates more need and it's it's an insatiable hunger that will never be filled. If you can instead play with the present moment and be totally okay with where you are right now and that you are enough and perfect as you are right now, being, doing, and having exactly where you are in this moment and holding true the desire that of course you want more. Of course you want more. We're always growing. Like we'd much prefer to be growing than dying. So of course we're we're going to keep growing. You can be both present and grow. It comes from bringing in more play. Bringing in more play into your relationships, bringing in more play into your business, and not taking the whole game of life so freaking seriously. That's where a lot of suffering comes in. So instead, when you adopt a spirit of play, have your mantra your life matter. It's actually one of the ways that, um, one of my alarms when I wake up in the morning, it's one of my anchors. When I wake up in the morning, I have an alarm that says, okay, universe, let's dance, let's play. Because dancing for me is just such a form of play now. It used to be such a form of struggle and suffering. And now it's just a space of play and enjoyment and, and freedom and liberation. And that spirit of play, I mean, if you think of the play as well, Children learn the fastest between the age of zero and six. They are learning sponges. And what happens is, is when they go into a school system, more often than not, old Victorian school system models take out the play of learning and suddenly it's this, this by rote studies, it's, a seri- it's your education and it must be taken seriously. You can take something seriously and have a serious attitude of play toward it. We learn the fastest when we're playing, when we're not taking things so freaking seriously. Declan learned how to walk fast because he played with it. When he fell down, meh, he fell down. He didn't make it mean something. He just fell down. He didn't tell himself some crappy story and then say, I'll, I'll never walk, I'll never achieve this. I mean, it's, it sounds kind of ridiculous having those, those words come out of a two-year-old. I mean, and if he had said that, oh my gosh, it would have been fall, like prodigy child right there. But he, he didn't make it mean something. He fell. Okay, pick himself back up. Learn something from it. Awesome. Next, try it again. Do it again. Give it a go again. Play again. Now he runs. And I literally have to run to keep keep up after him. I'm like, dang, this kid runs at quite a clip. It's because he played. And he, with a spirit of play also comes a spirit of trust. And that's number three. Trusting that the universe has got your back. Trusting that everything is going to work out. Trusting that it's this or something better. Trusting that you're going to find it, that your success is inevitable, that of course you're going to make it. Just like a toddler sees all the people around him walking, of course he's going to walk. So are you surrounding yourself with a community of people that make doing what you want to be doing 
Simple. Easy. Of course you're going to achieve it. Of course you're going to have success. Of course you're going to figure it out. Or are you surrounding yourself with people who are stuck on a failure and who are living in a story of something meaning something that it's not? Because if you'd really like the former, if you'd really love the former to be surrounded by a community of people who are like, oh, cool, you made five grand this month? Why not 50? Let's, let's go for 50. Because their success is freaking normal. Because they make trying new things and innovating and testing out new ideas and playing in their business freaking normal. Then jump in on the wait list to Revolutionary Empire Builders. Because that is a community that I am so, so proud of. We have extraordinary humans from six different time zones at least now um, in multiple different industries. I think we only have two who are actually in the same industry. And it is just an amazing group of champions who are championing, championing each other to play, to show up authentically, to not hide themselves or who they are or what they want or what they love in life. And who are really showing up and championing each other to play, to go bigger, and to also be present with where they're at. It's like I was telling one of my clients, you had to hit your first 5K in order to hit your 50K. Like, in order to hit 50K months, you had to hit 5K at some point. So why not celebrate the fact that you're on your path instead of beating yourself up for not being at 50K yet? Because I'll tell you, you'll get to 50K a lot faster when you celebrate the fact that you are on that path, that you're growing, that you're doing, that you're doing the work. You'll, you'll get there a lot faster if you're celebrating yourself along the way instead of beating yourself up and beating yourself down and making yourself be, a, you know, scolding yourself to go back to the finish line, to go back to the starting line, start over instead of saying, okay, cool. I know that I'm going to get to mile 26. I know I'm going to get there. I know I'm already at mile 12. If I just keep going, if I just keep running, I'm going to keep getting there. When you beat yourself up, you send your ass back down to the starting line. And then you have to repeat the first 12 miles again, which I'll tell you in a marathon is not a, a, a great way. It's not a solid strategy. So celebrate yourself along the way. Add some play into your game and have some more fun. Be authentic. Show up courageously and be the fearless leader that you were born to be. If you love this episode and Revolutionary Empire Builders is speaking to your soul, then definitely go to crownyourself.com forward slash Revolutionary Empire Builders and get on the wait list. And if you love this episode and you took a big aha breakthrough, oh my gosh, thank you so much, Kim, sort of moment from this experience of us exchanging this energy together, then take a screenshot of it and share it with me at Kimberly.Spencer. I love seeing your breakthroughs, your ahas, your takeaways, your breakaways, even if they're breakaway pants, because those are back in style, I think, because 90s fashion is coming back. So <laughs> if you love this episode, please share it with me. I love hearing all of your stories of all of your learning and your growth. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time. As always, own your throne, mind your business, because your reign is now. 
Thank you so much for tuning in today. If what you heard resonated with you, be sure to subscribe and share your breakthroughs and ahas with me by leaving a review on iTunes so I can keep the magic flowing your way. And if you aren't already following us on social media, come experience the extra inspiration and queenly convos on Instagram at crownyourselfnow or visit our website at crownyourself.com. I am so excited to connect with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, go out there and create a body, business, and life that rules.